Hey everyone, welcome to another Reading Radio podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Alora. And this month we are not joined by somebody special, <laughs> but we are doing a great book, Dodger by Terry Pratchett. But before we get into all that, we just want to say, if you're a first-time listener to this show, we are so glad you found us. We're hoping you'll give us a listen, enjoy what we do, and uh, we realize it's been a while since we talked about the origins of the show and what we, why we do what we do and all that sort of stuff. So why don't, why don't you tell it from your perspective, since it was kind of my brainchild since you were like 10 when we started. Oh my gosh, that was a long time ago. It was. We would listen to podcasts in the car a lot, and so I decided I wanted to start one, and we wanted to do one together. So we brainstormed a couple ideas, I think, before we started. Did we have on. other ideas? I don't know. I th- reading might have been our first one, and we just kind of spiraled from there. Yeah, I mean, our idea is that if we read books together, we have something to talk about. Those books spawn other topics. Because we love post-apocalyptic books, we're often talking about morality, politics, ethics. I mean, we get into a lot of different stuff. We homeschool, so, I mean, if you're a homeschooler, you know everything's an educational opportunity, and this just became another one. Mm-hmm. This doing... is my only required reading, too. <laughs> it's, that's not true. You have other classes you have to read for. But this has helped me. I'm uh, 14 out of 36 books for the year was my goal, and this has helped me get through several, because I've read Dodger twice this year. I read it once just for fun, and then it got voted to be the top book on our list, and that was why we were doing it now. It is a very good book, though. It is. I'd never read Terry Pratchett before, which I'm almost ashamed to say. Being somebody who's into, like, sci-fi and different weird kind of books, I feel like I should have gotten to him earlier. But, hey, we all have our downfalls. That's mine, and I've corrected it as fast as I can. (laughs) Also, your first Terry Pratchett book? Yes, I believe so. Cool. But anyway, if you're a first-time listener, grab the book, read it, listen to it, however you want to consume it. You can always get it through reading-radio.com slash audible. We'd appreciate that because that'll give us a few extra ducats to us, help pay for bandwidth and storage and all that fun stuff. If you're, you know, a regular listener, you should know the drill by now, but we'll have a little discussion ahead of time without spoilers, and then we'll jump right into a completely spoilerific show. Spoilerific. Yes. So if you don't want to be spoiled, you'd have to stop listening at that point. But before we get there, what's going on in your life? College work. Yeah? Um, that's about it, really. <laughs> Just taking up all your time? Yeah. Well, that's what college does. It's a full-time job, and then some. You're only taking a few classes, but you have other responsibilities. Yes. You're also doing aerial. Oh, I forgot about that. I do a lot of things. Yeah. Yes, I do aerial. That's a lot of fun. If you, if you don't know what that is, think Cirque du Soleil and me having a heart attack. <laughs> what about you? Um, I am selling our house. We bought a new house, and so we're packing. Oh, yeah, packing. Packing, getting ready to move. Um, I was supposed to have my D&D game tonight, but I just found out it's been canceled. You jinxed it when you got I happy did. about it I earlier. I really happy, and it didn't work. So, guys, we'll see you next week. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> um, past that, it's just coaching volleyball and running kids everywhere and trying to stay sane. That's, that's the gist of my life. Is that all you want? Do you want to jump right into the book now? We can. What were your first impressions? I was very... In- curious about what it was going to be about when you first kind of told me about it because I knew you and mom were getting excited reading it because you had listened to it together mm-hmm. before I read it but it was really good I got it it was really quick to start 
And then it just kind of kept going. The momentum never really stopped. Yeah, he's, he definitely opens up very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe this is something he does in all his books, who knows. Gets into the action. You're instantly hooked. The characters are alive. The world is vivid and, and thoroughly, thoroughly developed. Yes. The characters were all unique. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. there wasn't really a struggle to keep all the characters straight like there's with some books. No. That was going to make a joke that would be a spoiler. Never mind. I did find out one of the reasons that the characters were so vivid is that some of them were based on real-life people. Yeah. I'm that so- was an interesting that at the end they kind of talk about the real-life inspirations for the characters May- in the world. Yeah, Mr. Mayhew, Charles Dickens, obviously, even though they call him Charlie throughout the book. Um, that's not a spoiler. That's on the cover. They also include the Barbara Seville, which is also included in, this, in the blurb. Not a real person, but he brought some of that real-life, like what was happening in that Victorian London period to, to the fore, just like Charles Dickens and Peter Mayhew did in their works. So kind of blended that all together really well. Yeah. It's, um, what do you think for age-appropriateness? There's definitely nothing really content-wise. The language was a bit more old-fashioned English, so that was mm-hmm. a little bit harder in some spots. That's fair. The Cockney English. Yeah, but there wasn't really anything romance or language or gore wise sure so maybe 13 or 14 just for the language maybe younger if it's read out loud yeah i'd say it's definitely possible for younger if it's read out loud. yeah 13 12 or 13 if they're advanced because it does use a lot of cockney slang which i almost feel like a lot of young adult books are making up their own slang nowadays that's true so you might just assume that he's making up his own and you'll figure it out Maybe we're underestimating kids' ability to pick up on slang. Let's go 13 just to be safe. I agree with that. There is some references to abuse that might be triggering to some sensitive viewers. Maybe. I don't know. I'm horrible at age the age thing. So am I. <laughs> like, I can't tell how old people are anymore. I don't know how old you should be when you read things. I knew we were, like, super overprotective for both of you. You probably could have been exposed to things earlier, but I'm figuring you can't unexpose people. So I'd rather be conservative on that. And I know I was exposed to stuff way younger than I should have been. So what about scores? So again, new to the show, a score of one star is we should just burn this book, which is ironic because we did Fahrenheit 451 last month. (laughs) But uh, five stars is everyone should be forced to read this book if we believed in force, which we don't. So, and we allow half stars. One to five, what do you give Dodger? Four and a half, I think. Ooh, high praise. I really liked it. So are you going to read the rest of the series? Yes. I'm going to go four and a half as well. I think this is one of the... That's impressive, because you are normally much more conservative about stars than I am. I am, but I read this twice, and I enjoyed it both times. That's also kind of impressive. Now, to be fair, the first time I read it, I was a lot more... Like, I was reading it to go to sleep, and so I probably missed some pieces coming in and out of sleep. I was having some trouble sleeping during that time period. So I was, like, up and out, 3 o'clock in the morning trying to read. And uh, this time I read it or listened to it while I was fully conscious to make sure that I didn't miss anything and really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I don't normally like the more historical books. I prefer, like, modern things. Or future. Yeah. It tends to be. But maybe this opens a whole new genre or at least time period of books for you. Reminds me a lot of etiquette espionage, which we did forever ago for this year. Yeah, probably first year. Oh, my gosh. 
But yeah, same time period, that Victorian English period. Less magic in this one. Yes, definitely. This is more, <laughs> more, well. Could feasibly happen. Yeah, it's not fan. It's not fantasy, but a little stretch of the Historical reality. fiction. Yeah, stretch of reality. All right, well, we're going to head into the spoiler zone. So that means if you have not read this book and you care about spoilers at all, you should stop listening to this, go listen to or read Dodger. But if you want to listen to it, again, check out reading-radio.com slash audible. Audible will reward us for sending you in that direction. You'll support the show, but you'll also get a free credit to try out for any book. We highly recommend Dodger. The reader did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. The the voices were distinct. The, he brought the characters to life. You know, like she said, you never had to worry about who was who. Was who. It was wonderful. Uh, but you can do this for any books. I'm a big audio fan. I don't have enough time to sit and read, or maybe I just don't have the patience for it anymore. But if you want to listen to a great book, really any book, I've never... There might be two or three I've been able to think of that they didn't have at Audible. Head over to reading-radio.com slash audible for your free book today. Jumping right into the story. I love the uh, end media res. You remember what that means? No. I don't remember the exact translation, but it's in the middle of the action. Mm -hmm. So he opens up with a little bit of painting the picture. You hear this screeching tire coming down the road, and then a girl jumps out of a carriage in the middle of a storm, and now there's a rumble. Yes. That's like right how it started off. What did you think and when the, you first read it? I was like, oh, most books don't really start a suit, like, when the action happens. There's normally a little bit of world building or setup for, like, the first chapter or Or an epilogue that takes forever that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> but then, it, like you said, there's the screeching tire, girl jumps out of a carriage, and they're right into it. Yeah, and we get an immediate picture of who Dodger is. He's climbing out of a sewer, he comes to the rescue... He beats the crap out of these guys. And then he just walks away. Yeah, but he, but he didn't. He stayed close enough to make sure she was okay. Mm-hmm. Because when Mayhew and Dickens come along... And he, he was there. And he doesn't know them from Adam. But he definitely wasn't staying for, like, praise or reward from no, her. That's right. Which is kind of what I was going at. But then he was, like, concerned that they were going to do her harm. Mm-hmm. And steps up. And then he follows them back which and steals Charles Dickens' wallet on the way. <laughs> and he's like, stole it? No, sir. Found it on the floor. Was going to give it back to you. <laughs> like his, his, little, his little act was perfect. And I love that Dickens the whole time goes, I'm going to pretend I believe you for now. And we're going to continue this conversation. The relationship like that was written between them was oh, brilliant. So good. You know Charles Dickens. At yes. least of him. You've read... Christmas Carol. Is that it? I started A Tale of Two Cities, but that's a long book. That's a hard read. Uh, we should probably read Copperfield. Actually, we should read Oliver Twist, because that's where Dodger comes from. Or where, theoretically, in this world, Charles Dickens takes the idea of Dodger and writes him into Oliver Twist. Oh. Right. So that would be a good pairing for this book, if we ever wanted to do that. And, and since we haven't read any Dickens, we really should. If you care... We take suggestions for our reading. Again, if you're new, head over to reading-radio.com. We've got a, well, it's been recent, so it's a big a post there at the front page. It says, help, and you can find our poll. You can vote for books. In fact, the book we'll be reading next is because it was suggested by the author and voted up by our readers. So we're going to take a stab at this and see how it works out. And if it works well, it's not probably something we'll continue. Had to go meta for a second. <laughs> All right, so tell me more about your thoughts as you read. I was, like, instantly loving Dodger's character. I always like not Snow White good guys. Okay. Like so, the anti-heroes? Or yeah. Underdog or dirty hero? I don't know what you call them. 
Okay. I think antihero is the best term. Yeah, antihero is more like like Batman, like deliberately yeah. outside the law. Dodger was kind of outside the law, but chaotic neutral. Eh, I would say chaotic good. Didn't obey the law, but definitely a good guy at heart. Yes. Even if it was only because of Solomon. Solomon. Yeah, I was gonna. I'm like not granddad. Yeah, Solomon. Solomon. I love Solomon too. He oh, was so funny. So good. All the characters were so well written and had like their moments of like their mm-hmm. time to shine. Yes. And there wasn't any character that I think that was there for no reason at all. Like even the cook and the scullery maid. Their interaction with Dodger. She's like, takes him downstairs and says, you know, here's what's gonna happen. I'm going to take everything you've stolen, and then I'm going to march you back upstairs with some food in your pockets, and I'm going to pretend to throw you out so the old lady doesn't get a bad idea. And he's like... like, And she, like, awkwardly pats him down, and he's, like, standing there the whole time, like, I didn't take anything this time. Right. Which, again, paints this picture of the character. He's just somebody who's not... Who's had bad luck. Mm -hmm. Born Born at the wrong time, with, you know, parents that ran away, never knew him, or whatever... And Solomon picks him up. And a bad name. And a bad name. Pipstick. <laughs> a horrible name. Who would name them? I would never tell anybody that's my name. Like, make something else up. That's why he picked Dodger. Well, it's true. That's because he dodged all around the street. Nobody could catch him. <laughs> yeah, but they just paint that painting of the picture, especially when you find out the the cook or undercook or whatever she was, like, she had had a hard time on the streets. Mm-hmm. And the Mayhews were good people. They picked her up. They helped her out. But I won't have them taken advantage of. I'm going to look out for you because I know where you're coming from. But the May who's in real world, in real life, did a lot of work, uh, charitable work, helping people try to get on their feet. So really interesting that that was tied in. Yeah. Also really liked the random parts throughout the book where Dodger was talking about how he would help the old ladies or the little girls that would sell flowers. Mm-hmm. Like the things like that. It definitely showed a lot of his character. Yeah. His morality. But I'm still curious the idea that he liked being a tosher, which is a polite way of saying a sewer rat. Like, he literally went into the sewers and fished through the yuck in hopes of finding jewels and coins that had been dropped in the sewer. And I can't imagine that happened a lot, but enough for him to survive. It seemed like there's multiple of them, too, so enough for quite a few to survive. Yeah, like whole clans of them. Like, how many people were losing stuff down the sewers in London? Like, did their pockets all have holes in them? I don't understand. <laughs> Made for a good story, though. One of the other ways he did a really good way of painting the picture, I thought, was the all the ideas of clothing. In that culture, I feel like you're definitely known in your status by what you wore. Like, the the lower classes maybe had one or two pairs of clothes, if that, and they were probably... Not great. Yeah. But if you were a higher class person, you had clothing tailor-made, it looked good. Um, then we we see Dodger's progression. Through the clothing. Mm-hmm. So, because he, he starts off. He starts out, off with the garbage clothes. Yeah. And goes to, like, the thrift store. What did they call clothes. it? It was the, uh, oh. I good. totally forget. So do I. Anyway. And then he gets, like, the higher made suit mm-hmm. by like the end but the one that matches peeler you remember mm-hmm. which is ironic because peeler's the head of the police and dodger didn't doesn't want anything to do with the police uh their little encounter was fun too where he's like having the conversation with him in the bathroom <laughs> and just was like this conversation didn't happen i'm gonna walk out and we're gonna pre-. the fact that dodger didn't know how to use the toilets was so well done too 
because the author could have just like written that off like just have the conversation but his awkwardness about not knowing Mm -hmm. how to flush the toilet yeah made the world so much more real well made dodger so much real Mm -hmm. more real as well right because he's probably never seen a toilet right he's gone on the street or maybe an outhouse or a bucket um where they tossed it out into the streets like london was a horribly gross city like you wouldn't have survived (laughs) <laughs> your your icky factor, you know, I don't know if I would have, to be honest. Just nastiness. But, yeah, then we see by the end, he's got a good suit. Well, until the pro... No, wait. It was prologue I meant earlier. I said epilogue. Epilogue's at the end. Prologue's at the beginning. Yes. So the the epilogue then, where, we, where you have him running through the streets of Paris, if I recall. That was well done, too. But we'll get there. Yeah. So you said Solomon was one was was good. Yes. I feel like Solomon was the Jiminy Cricket of the story. I did not see that before, but now like that makes perfect sense. Right. Yeah. He's the conscience that Dodger. He Dodger had a conscience. He just needed somebody to give him support in it because the sh- people on the street he's living with weren't were, gonna encourage him to do good things. Exactly. Very survival of the fittest. Well, by necessity too. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But Solomon was able to come along and give him just enough of that cushion he needed that he could then... Because you can only have the morals you can afford to have. Mm. Right? So, and that's not... I stole that from uh, Jerry Purnell in Lucifer's Hammer. Really good post-apocalyptic story about the, a meteor coming to strike the earth. Ooh. Yeah. He just needed somebody to encourage him in those morals. Like, it, Dodger made the point that Solomon would always ask him if he stole and he wouldn't take things like, or if he did he would tisk 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 and like give him that guilt that he needed to be like to really stay yeah. on a straight and narrow what did you love about him i think the same things you were saying how it, he never really condemned dodger he's just like i understand that you had to and then the way he talked about god was also oh, interesting because so what was it i think it was the pork there was some kind of meat that he had gotten from the cook. Dodger mm-hmm. had gotten from the cook. Pork, yeah. And, and Solomon was Jewish. So that he wasn't supposed to have it. And then he's like, I'm hungry. God will forgive me this time or he's not the God I believe in. Right. Well, and he'd already said he'd like... There he was did, other things like he that He didn't before. believe in God, but if he did, that would not be the kind of God he believed in. Yeah. Or he would tell God that he was wrong. Or He just had that... It definitely had that relationship of, I used to believe, then tragedy occurred, and now... I don't, I, I can't bring myself to completely disregard it, but almost like a child when they're mad at their parents are going to act out a little bit. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't go completely the other way because he still went to synagogue, to the synagogue or the, like the club where he'd get the newspapers and obviously being Jewish is a little bit more, cult, well, not more, but it's just as much cultural and community mm-hmm. as it is religion. So he still hung out with all the Jewish folks. Um, so yeah, just a, such a wonderful, and then did you ever look up who Onan was in the Bible? No. You didn't? Okay, well, we're not going to discuss that here because it would take the show past our PG rating. But it's a very interesting story. Okay. I knew exactly who it was, but I can't remember them. I can't remember why, if they ever made a reference as to why the dog was named that, other than it was a funny story from the Bible. I have to look that but up. But even Onan, like, seemed to have a personality. Yeah. He was, it, without saying or doing much, he stinks to high heaven, but he's really good at toshing. Like when, <laughs> when Dodger took him along. So. The city had a personality. Like, the characters are so good. I'm, I'm almost re- ready to raise my rating to a five. I'm really, really happy with this book. Yeah, it definitely was really good. 
Okay, so we haven't really talked about simplicity at all. No, like we, we haven't. We haven't talked about the main plot of the story. So simplicity, he, he, simpl- he comes back. To the house. And they don't want to let him in, but he, meet, he does finally meet Simplicity, and she's in a hard situation. Mm-hmm. Being abused by this husband that she didn't really have a good relationship with. And now, Dodger comes to the rescue, even though he doesn't want to be called a hero. Even though He's a hero, like, multiple times over, but he... But why he does doesn't he, want to accept it. Why does he resist it so much, do you think? I don't know. Maybe it's because he thinks more's going to be... Re- of him so he can't do like the choshing which he seemed to like so he'll have to like more people will know about him oh there's Dodger he can't just go kind of like pick up the dropped things anymore maybe or maybe they would expect him not to take a reward if he turned in the valuable stuff which they sometimes did that's true or maybe just hit the what's the word like the self esteem Mm -hmm. he's just a tosher you obviously can't be a hero. Heroes are different kinds of people, not me. I don't know. He didn't seem to like it, but he acted like a hero multiple yes. times over. His relationship with Simplicity was really good, too. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Her character might be the least developed. Yeah. She was almost a MacGuffin. Like, she's just the object of the story in some places. But I think it's partly because of the situation she was in, she just didn't say a lot. That's true. She kept quiet. Did what she needed to do to survive. Seemed like she had a bit more personality by the end. Right. After she'd loosened yeah. up, she felt safe. In the beginning, she definitely was just kind of an object, though. All right, so two things about Toshing. One, there's always this concept of the Tosharoon, mm-hmm. which was theoretically the biggest ball of ju- of stuff and also jewels that you would find that had all been swirled together. Did Dodger ever find it? No. Did he? I think Simplicity was the Tosharoon. Oh. The lady led him. Like, how... Because if you, if you take the world at his face, the lady led him to hear her scream in the storm. Because the way he described that storm, he shouldn't be able to hear anything. He's underground, in rushing water, while it's raining. Water's pouring into the sewer. But he hears her. He goes up. He rescues her. And that's the treasure. Ultimately, it's not jewels or coins. It's the love of a good woman. Interesting. Yeah, I know. We don't usually go in for this romantic stuff, but this was good. No, it was good, though, because it was, didn't seem forced, and then it wasn't, like, explicit, constant making out romance. No. In fact, I don't think they ever got to kiss, did they? No. Not until they were married. I don't even think... They barely held hands, even. Because they had a chaperone. Because they always had a chaperone. That's right. That should be. <laughs> <laughs> they were courting. Yes. That's fine. But they had a chaperone. It's inappropriate for a young lady to be with a young man without a chaperone. You remember that. (laughs) You used to listen to me when you were younger about this kind of stuff. Now you just laugh it off. I don't know if I like this change. I listen to you. It's just more awkward now that I'm 16. Well. I'm growing up, Dad. Shush. We're going to talk about the book. Not that. Um, Oh, Granddad. How are you for Granddad? That was so... How how did you feel so much emotion for someone who was in the book for, like, two chapters? Barely, right? They talked about him. The first time you meet him is when he's dying. Um, It was, like, so well done, though. And I don't... Because it was the first time they really mentioned the lady, too. Well, definitely when they made a lot of it. Mm -hmm. His granddad said he'd seen the lady. 
you know, everybody says, everyone knows somebody who's seen the lady, but no one's ever seen him themselves, is what Grant, what, yeah. what, what he said. But I don't know that I felt for Granddad so much as I felt for Dodger. Dodger. This was a kind of that breaking of innocence. You know, Granddad was probably like 30, I guess. Dodger's like 17 ish. So they call him Granddad because he's twice he's, their age, but. He's the oldest one around them. Right. So he should have known better because, you know, stuck in a storm. And then by the time Dodger goes and gets the liquor for him, he's all, he's, did he, was, did he get like one drink and then he was gone? I'm no, sorry. he drank like a bottle and a half. Did he? Okay. So he got his drinks, passed out. And then was gone. And was gone. But yeah, that was such a, like, he takes that money and then uses it to find out information about simplicity mm-hmm. or the carriage. He and then he gave some to like some kids too, I think. Oh yeah, he paid. He, he paid for the kids to have food. Yeah. Did you know the froggy term? No. So froggy is an old English derogatory term for French people because they had just been at war with them. <laughs> and so she was married to a froggy and they ate, ate horses. Like there's all the, you know, when you're, propaganda hasn't changed. Whenever you're at war, you say bad things about the other team and everybody agrees that that's bad. So those people are, eat horses and, but, and they call them froggies. But it was good. I mean, again, bringing that in that kids, mm-hmm. kids probably don't recognize, but it's a nice touch to detail. And he paid the woman, whose name I don't remember now, to, he's like, you know, feed these two on this, whatever, however much money. For like two days. Yeah. And I'll make sure, you know, I'll come back and make sure you're, you're taken care of. Yeah. And she's like, she charges whatever she feels is necessary. And she's like, let me see the money. And he's like, oh, okay, look at you, Dodger, coming up in the world. I'm like, yes. Everyone sees it but him. Because that was like the beginning when he first got money. Mm-hmm. And then he slowly accumulated more and more. Until he was like, well off, almost. Junkie? Wonky? What was the name? It was the suit. The name of the, the, name of the place. I forget. It's junkie. It's, it's something with that sound and it's like, anyway, but he, I, he, I remember he wrote, the kids hand, held out their hands begging and he remembered that look and he only ever did it to people who looked richer than him. But when you're five and hungry, everybody looks rich to you. Hmm. And he was wearing that new thrift store suit that they go, Solomon told him to go get to make sure he got boots with it or shoes with it for the whatever. I can't remember. I can never remember English. I think money. it was to take a walk with them. Odin? Serendipity. So, oh no, that was name. to do the work for Charles. That was. Simplicity, Simplicity. was her name. Simplicity. Yeah, she didn't become serendipity till later. No, it was like chastity or charity um, at the end. No, it's serendipity because it's luck. Serendipity is like being at the right place at the right time coincidentally. Oh. So it, there's a lot of these old what they used to call them pure like Puritan names or something where faith, charity. Simplicity. Christian names. Yeah, but they meant something. They yeah. had a very specific meaning. And I'd never heard anyone name serendipity, but it made sense that she would have that because she was in the right place at the right time to meet Dodger to get out of the entire situation. Mm-hmm. I thought the plan was a little bit... Far-fetched. A little far-fetched at the end. That would probably be the only place I'd ding it on. Like, yeah. You can't get a corpse for a few days and... That looks like the person and isn't obviously pre-dead. Yeah, which might be why the guy, um, it was the Lord or whatever, who, who went along with him down in the sewer mm-hmm. was like, are you sure? He's like elbowing him. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> like, let it go, dude. We're trying to do something here. And I don't know that I needed the whole thing about the assassin. Yeah, that was not necessary. I, I mean, it brought it together well at the end. And then Simplicity had to had to save Dodger, which was nice. Mm-hmm. So it did it did kind of bring things out. But when they met the Queen, that was 
Well done. It's so funny. <laughs> so funny. I could just see, like, see somebody acting this out, and Solomon goes to bow and gets stuck. And then Doctor's got to, like, <laughs> right, you know, pick his back up. <laughs> Happens all the time, Your Majesty. And he, like... It seems like he doesn't understand how big of a deal it is. No, to meet the queen, he doesn't. He, he doesn't get any of that. It's, it's like, could you imagine what it'd be like to have a quadrillion dollars? No, it's so far beyond your imagination. Like, for him to be a t- you know, digging in the sewers for coins one day, and you know, a few weeks later, standing in front of the queen at Buckingham Palace, that's a huge change. Very much. And then he still goes back to like a simple life. Well, he goes. They don't spy. They just have interests in other places. Yes. <laughs> he goes and finds it, yeah. But yeah, beginning to end, well, well well, told. I never was bored. A little bit of stretches at the end. Mm-hmm. The ending was definitely really well done. Which part? Just the finale, the, I think the final chapter, where they're on the train complaining about thing, like the old lady, mm. so it wasn't recognized, and then they got married, and like, when he was running away... Because the series could end very well there. Mm-hmm. I feel like most series, books that are written in a series, you have to read the next one. Which you kind of complain about before. But that yeah. one was a really good ending. I had to ask you, like, is there another book? Uh, that's what your mom says. I haven't actually looked it up. And, I, and again, I don't have to read the next book. Yeah. I was so happy with this one, I'm afraid. And one great thing about the audiobook is that reader changed Simplicity's accent. I'm curious, curious how... If Pratchett did it in the text, and you know you can write accents by spelling the words slightly differently, mm. so he changed it from the from whatever English but with a German hint accent she was supposed to have to a like to a and it's one of the one of the English regions and I forget which one it is, but it totally changed changed. They both did both their accents changed. Oh, I very much remember hers. I don't yeah. remember his. His English. wasn't as drastic. Right, hers changed completely. It was a very distinct English accent. Now I can't remember which one it is. Anyway. But that was really well done in the audiobook. Yeah. It was. So all in all, still four and a half? Yes. Right. Are you going to raise your score? No, I've already said it. Set it in, I've said it in stone, although I haven't typed it in yet. So we'll see. All right. You want to tell us about our next book? So our next book is The Cutting Edge by S.J. Gibbs. Tale of a girl striving to overcome adversity. One of loss and pain, determination and anger. I'm not going to read the blurb. That sounds really corny, and I'm not trying to downplay the book. Um, literally know nothing. This book was was suggested by the author on our poll, and several other readers voted it up, or listeners, I should say, voted it up. So we're going to take a read of this, and this will be our last book of the season. Oh, will it? Yeah, we're going to close out season four. Wow. I know. This is only season three. No, it is season four, dear. Holy cow. Yeah. We've That's been, a long time. We've been doing this. A little closer to five years, because we didn't divide the first season. We were going to continue, but we decided to do summers off since we're getting busy and there's so many things to do. So, May will be our last episode. It'll be The Cutting Edge. And then we'll pick things back up in September Mm. in a new house. Hopefully with a new studio space. One that does (laughs) not have so much road noise. That'll be nice. Wouldn't it? All right, what else are you reading? What else am I reading? I just finished... A book called Dry by Neil Gaiman. I think that's how you pronounce the last name. Neil Gaiman, yes. Very famous author. You've now read more Neil Gaiman than I have, though. That's the first book by him I've read. Me? Well, I haven't read any. I really should have, but and I And it's about 
California with no water, so all water supply gets shut off. Interesting. So it's re- it was really well done. Of course, it's Neil Gaiman. Um, I enjoyed it. Good. And then I've been reading the Naruto mangas. <laughs> Nice. That's about, that's my reading list. What about you? Uh, your mother and I are going back through, well, I'm listening to the second Mistborn book with her, The Well of Ascension by uh, Brandon Sanderson. And nonfiction. Mom said I could read, should read this. Yeah, so far they're perfectly fine they're really, and really good. Uh, nonfiction, we're reading together The Simplest Way to Change the World. It's about hospitality and how we don't do it anymore, but we should. Um, so there's that, and I'm also reading The Gap and the Gain, although not very frequently. That's a book on focusing on how far you've come and not how far you have to go so you can see your successes and build your confidence. So I think that covers all the ones I'm reading right now. I'm trying to only read one at a time, but then I get distracted by shiny objects and <laughs> jump into something else. I so, need to read more nonfiction. You should. I can suggest some. Maybe we can do one or two for the show each time because we've only done one, and it's pretty successful. People like it. Which Dad poured at. That's right. All right. Well, that's all we have. Remember, you can check us out at reading-radio.com, where you can join our Facebook group for conversations about the books. You can check out all of our social media there. Please follow us on all those and make us feel good about ourselves. And until next time... Happy reading. Happy reading, everybody. Reading Radio is a podcast released under a Creative Commons 3.0 share-alike license. The music that you're now hearing is by Kevin McLeod of Incontact, also released under Creative Commons share-alike license, which means you can use this show for any non-commercial purpose as long as you give us credit. All notes and anything else you'd want to find out about Reading Radio can be found at reading-radio.com. If you head over there, you can subscribe to this podcast as well as join our Facebook group where you can contribute to telling us what books we should read. Because Reading Radio is all about bringing families and friends together to a mutual love of young adult literature, and we'd love to be with you. Happy reading.